We have a special episode today, our first guest episode of the channel. We got Zeke and Austin, who are a couple of our buddies from college. Um, again, they know quite a bit about sports, but that's about it. If you want to be on our show, that's pretty much all of the uh, credentials you need to be one of our friends or uh, know, know a little bit about sports. So Kyle, we had a little bit of a, a conundrum right before this, like looking for Zeke. Can you tell me your perspective of that story of what just happened? Like yeah. So, <laughs> well, so the uh, basically I uh, was sitting here getting ready to prepare all the things to start the episode up. Uh, you know, prepare the the thumbnail and everything. And I just get a message from Zeke's uh, dog's Instagram account <laughs> saying that this is Zeke. Uh, I basically, my phone's not working correctly, which is classic Zeke if you do know <laughs> Zeke. And, uh, you know, basically I had to message through his dog's Instagram account to uh, send the link and everything for the show. So luckily we were able to get him on. I would have rather had uh, your golden retriever Zeke, but uh, you'll, you'll do just fine. So Austin and Zeke, y'all want to like uh, just say hi to the hi to the viewers and maybe a little bit about yourselves, like five seconds worth of information, notable. Like you won an intramural championship or whatever. Yeah, I'll go ahead and um, <clears throat> go first. Um, Obviously, my name is Zeke. Um, as you can tell, I do have a golden retriever. Um, kind of had a little bit of a, a fiasco today with a bunch of things. You know, life just kind of just hits you sometimes. And so I uh, had a little bit, a few emergencies here and there to take care of. And uh, in the process, I uh, screwed up my whole entire phone. I, you know, it was already <laughs> a little bit cracked to begin with. But oh, uh, just running around and doing stuff. I forgot I was in my back pocket and I... I fell on the ground and cracked it and ruined oh. the whole entire screen. So um, luckily I have a backup phone already handy. Uh, so, you know, I already, so I'm already in the process of transferring everything. So when I messaged Kyle, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, through my, for my dog's um, Instagram account is through another device that, you know, wasn't like my, any of my phones or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And I know, um, and I found it to me, it's pretty important to be on this podcast and, you know, and share my takes on, uh, sports, um, especially since we're about to get really deep into college sports. I mean, I wanted to share my take on things and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, go from there. So I'm glad to be on the show. So, chat, he's being humble. He was on our intramural championship basketball team. He didn't tell you about that. He, he can ball. Austin, you want to give us a little, give the viewers a little bit in, uh, insight about who you are? Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Austin. Met these guys back in college. Unlike Zeke and the other guys on this, I have no athletic abilities whatsoever, except for I'm actually pretty good at golf. Found that out about a couple of years yeah, ago. Important. So, you know, that that's a big deal, especially when you uh, work in corporate America, because that's like the, the only sport everyone else plays. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I grew up being a, a Texas Longhorn fan, but uh, eventually I kind of turned in my uh, Texas Longhorn fan card once I became a, um, uh, once I started going to UTSA and, I just kind of went headfirst into all UTSA uh, sports. It's the only team I really support now. And it's the only one that honestly is just, uh, it, it's fun. It, I enjoy it. It's, 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 it's a different, it's a different feel because when you, when you grow up being a power five fan, it's all the big teams. But then when you become 
a G5 fan, it's like a whole new world where you didn't know any of these teams existed. And now you're like, oh, these guys have their history. They're actually kind of interesting to watch where all the Power 5, it's just kind of the run-of-the-mill thing. It's the same thing over every single year where G5, it's it's a complete uh, it's like a mystery box. You just don't know what you're going to get every mm-hmm. single year. But anyway, this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast before, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. Nice. Sweet. Um, dude, Kyle, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember when we – we used to, I used to like burn a candle every now and then when we lived together. And I came to the conclusion just now, like five seconds ago, just randomly, I lit a candle. And I don't know if anybody's ever had experience with the Bath and Body Works candles, but there's like these tri-wick candles. And mm, I swear, yeah. dude, they're like 30 bucks a pop. <coughs> and I lit it earlier today and it is already like done. Like the, the candle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can run through those things really, really quickly. You know how like you know how we brought up the big scandal about their microwaves like a couple episodes ago how they really only like actually microwave your food like half the time. I, I, I remember is, you bringing it up, but yeah, this is like the next biggest um, <laughs> scandal. I think the Triwick thing. You have three little fires burning at the same time. I think they do that to burn it three times as fast. I don't think it's necessary. Probably. Wow. I don't know. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk sports. So, uh, we can, <coughs> I think, I think what we should do is at least kind of get a, get out of the, there are some bowl games that already started. Yeah. Um, actually first I need to give you some grief. Um, the Spurs just beat the Lakers before we get it. Spurs mm-hmm. beat the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah. Um, uh, without Anthony Davis, without D'Angelo Russell, without Cam Reddish, okay. three starters are out. <laughs> that that's quite all right. I it was LeBron and Wimby and, uh, we got the dub broke the 18 game losing streak. So. I'm sure if y'all had three starters out, it would have been uh our starters are bench bench like equivalent to the bench. So uh, if I if I could uh if I can make a comment since we're talking about professional sports, um apparently uh what is the standard for the Raiders is uh getting the other coach fired when you beat them so bad by like seventy <laughs> yeah, points. That was yep. amazing. So yep. what was what was the final source? Sixty three <laughs> to what? Twenty one, I think. Yeah, that 53 21, I believe. But they scored in garbage time. The yeah. Chargers put 14 up in fourth quarter. Yeah. Court. Zeke, how does that feel as a Raiders fan to uh, have experience your team get another team's coach fired, basically, and the GM? I mean, it's a great feeling. I mean, when you go through the years of uh, having guys like Jack Del Rio and, you know, having McDaniels as your coach and you're just thinking like, well, what the hell? We're just kind of listless. And, you know, we have these little wins and stuff versus you now have a new coach now. And, you know, now you're the one that's getting other coaches fired. You know, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Um, I, I commented before a, a little, I mean, a few days back um, when this win, uh, not just win, but when this ass whooping happened, <laughs> uh, made it be known that this is the, now nah, this is the Raider, this is the Raider uh-huh. way. And, you know, unbeknownst to some people uh, that nobody really knew that that was a, a terminology used amongst Raider fans, but yep. you know, it was, that, I'm that's included. what it is. Yeah, no, one it, of those it's, people. it's amazing, man. It's, it's, it's a great feeling to kind of feel that, um, you know, we're finally getting things back going the way it was supposed to be. I mean, most people mm-hmm. do know the whole uh, silver, I mean, silver and black, you know, pirate raider just crazy atmosphere type of thing and have this crazy fan base but we haven't had the product to really show forth with it so when you have a guy who used to play for the raiders as your head coach antonio pierce who knows about the raider way who knows about how al davis wanted it who know about how mark davis wants it 
um, and wants his team to operate it. Uh, I mean, it's it's a great feeling, and there's no better way to do that against your than against your rivals, which is the Chargers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and the Chargers obviously been struggling a lot lately, and now uh, Justin Herbert injury doesn't look good for them for this season. <clears throat> and the last thing I want to touch on for professional sports in this Bowl Mania episode is um, we we said it last episode. It could be in the script that Aaron Rodgers faces Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. It looked extremely, extremely unlikely, but it's starting to look yeah. a little bit more like it's in the script. We're yeah, seeing Kill, uh, injuries to Tyree Kill, yeah. Devin Achain, Um, and also, you know, there's a bunch of injuries going around that could keep or cause struggles for like guys like Jalen Waddle and uh, people mm-hmm. like that. That will cause problems for the Dolphins, like core key skill skill position players and so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because we're going into jets week and the jets need to win this game to be able to even consider a chance of aaron Rodgers coming back this season so we'll see um also worth noting is that cj stroud is ruled out for this game against the texans on sunday which is uh brutal for them yeah in their playoff picture yep very i mean makes sense checks out mm-hmm all right, let's get into the bowl, shall we? Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and share my screen so everybody watching can follow along. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see any dirty pictures. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're sharing the right window. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, that might be hard task. Mm-hmm. And they're all, they're all of you. Oof. Okay, there we go. And make sure we can't see your uh, tabs on the top of the screen. Yeah, we're I good, right? Give it to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, cool. So we had already uh, crack, cracking down. We had the uh, Ohio-Georgia Southern game. Uh, Miami-Ohio beating Georgia Southern 41-21. Florida A&M beating Howard 30-26. And I believe Jackson State won today? Yep. Jacksonville, yep. Jacksonville. Louisiana. Jacksonville State 34 to 31 in overtime. First year in Conference USA as well. Mm-hmm. And they win a bowl. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and then going down the list here. Um, There's actually well, three games going on right now. Yeah, three games going on right now. I believe that Fresno State, New Mexico State game, we can get a, we can get a score check for that mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, so actually, so uh, the Cure Bowl just finished. Uh, App State beat Miami, Ohio, thirteen to nine. The New Mexico New Mexico Bowl. Fresno State is beating New Mexico State twenty to three in the third quarter with five minutes left. Interesting. Did you Zeke? That was one of your games to watch for this week. Did you uh, Did you expect that? <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. No, um, you know this this game is very. Um, in my personal opinion, I believe it's is very underwhelming. I expected uh, New Mexico State, you know, them being in their home state and only, uh, I believe it's probably a, what, two and a half, two and a half, maybe three hour drive up I-25 from Las Cruces to Albuquerque um, to play you know Fresno that? State. <laughs> hey, man, I was a geography major. I know my maps. I know my stuff. <laughs> so, I can safely say I did not know that. But, yeah, well, man. We learned something new. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're coming up. I mean, they went, they took the drive up to Albuquerque, you know, to play in uh, – their in-state rival, quote-unquote, uh, stadium. 
uh, brought the whole fan base with them. And I thought they were that New Mexico State was going to come out swinging. And, you know, Diego Pavia, which is their starting quarterback. I mean, just a guy you want to talk about a quarterback who's just tough as nails, a guy who uh, who was a state wrestling champion when he was in high school, in his senior year of high school, a guy who is just a all out stud, a little bit of a rebel at times, got a little bit of Baker Mayfield in him, you know, when they had a mm-hmm. uh, that video of him pissing on a university in New Mexico, which is ironic that he's at the same stadium that he peed on their, <laughs> their field, you know, so uh, I think it was their practice field, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, I thought he was poetic. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, for sure, man. There's nothing, nothing better than it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, but I mean, I thought he's gonna come out and you know, back home and you know, want to show out for the fans. And Fresno State just comes out, which is which is crazy because Fresno State is, um, you know, they don't have their uh, head coach at the moment. I believe he resigned due to health issues, and um, I believe his last name is Tedford. Um, so uh, yeah, but he's you know, resigned. he had health issues beforehand, and he this isn't his first time leaving. Before, um, and a lot of Fresno State fans are quite upset about that uh, because he left again. And then like a lot of, a lot of Fresno state fans are like, you know what, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to leave again, just stay gone, you know, take care of your health, <laughs> and, you know, not really in a mean way, mm-hmm. but I guess you can come across as a little bit of a kind of an mm-hmm. asshole thing to say. Uh, but, but regardless of that, I mean, this is an eight and four um, Fresno state team. Uh, you know, nobody really expect, I mean, if people did expect them to be one of the favorites to win the mountain West and to, possibly get a new year's six bowl uh but but you know that things kind of took a turn for the worst towards the end of the season um versus the new mexico state team who just came off of a uh, conference champ- conference law conference championship game loss against liberty um not just a loss but a straight up slashing so um mm. and as we all know liberty is uh currently is currently in a in an ny6 game later on this this uh, month or in the next year rather um so you know i kind of figured that New Mexico State would come out and do the thing and come to find out um, Fresno State is putting out their Mountain West prowess on them and showing them that, hey, you know, you're you've been mediocre for a very, very long time. I think you need to understand that before you can get onto our level and try to think that you can beat us, you know, take this as a lesson because you're not going to beat us. Um, and that's exactly what Fresno State is doing. I mean, they're just laying it on them right now with like with other care or lack of care at all so i mean like i said it's just very underwhelming to see the new mexico state is having this kind of a performance uh against um against uh, fresno state i thought it was going to be a lot more even killed i mean you're talking about two teams that um have that are very similar to each other on defense i mean they're fresno state's a bit better when it comes to uh, their passing defense but they're both very stout they're both ranked uh about the same uh, if I'm not mistaken, Fresno State is ranked number 70, or New Mexico State's ranked number 71, and Fresno State's ranked number 72 in NCAA uh, FBS. <laughs> I mean, so. Well, you just spoke something into existence because New Mexico State just scored, uh, scores now 20 to 10. So we may see a comeback from Diego Pavia. We'll see here. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see for Fresno State, though, and hopefully, hopefully they continue to fight and close this out. Um, but definitely underwhelming if you're a New Mexico State fan. Uh, then we have coming up here uh, tonight. I guess Wait, hold on. We started. just we just brushed over that Zeke was a geography major. What other facts do you know that the co- common person wouldn't know about geography? I'm curious. I was impressed that you knew that. It was I'm sure there's a lot. I, I would love to. I'd love to know something. Huh. Let's see. Well, do you know that the highest point in the count, the highest point in the United States, is not in the lower forty-eight? 
Did you know that? Where is it in? Is it in Hawaii? No, it's in Alaska. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know that. So... We need to have another episode with Zeke's geography. Geography only. Yeah, I did oh, not. Know sure. that. Yep. Um, well, then we have you know coming up here, UCLA and Boise State is underway already. Um, and Texas Tech versus Cal in the Independence Bowl is uh, coming up at 9.15 on ESPN. Um, then tomorrow, uh, December 18th, we have going on for our uh, Conference USA favorites, Western Kentucky versus ODU. <clears throat> I guess temporarily relocated to Charlotte when it was already supposed to be in the Bahamas. Which, Ooh, rip, dude. <laughs> imagine, imagine <laughs> you thought y'all were going to the Bahamas, you know, for and the bowl game, maybe take a little vacation, but but then uh, it gets relocated to North Carolina. What what happened there? Did they just pull the plug on there? Or I don't know. I'd imagine, on? I'd imagine it, they, from it's from my understanding, was it's a stadium, but... it's a stadium renovation, so their stadium, uh, Bahamas football, that's, that's even worse there. Yeah, no, for football's not really even that big of a deal in Bahamas, so I, I, this bowl game has always baffled me. Uh, but, yeah, their stadium is primarily a track purpose stadium. So and it's, it, if you looked at a game last year, that stadium's pretty old. So uh, they're having a little bit of a renovation going on right now. Yeah, They should have wow. just had this thing on a cruise ship going to the Bahamas. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> a football field on top of a cruise ship? I would eat that up. Well, Hard bummer, though, for them. Yeah, I guess my, my, my response to them having renovations done is why why don't they just move it to a soccer field? Yeah. That seems that to be the new thing now. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. North well, Carolina though, I hear it's I mean, Charlotte Charlotte's a nice place. So it's no Bahamas, but you know, that sucks. That's what you get for playing conference USA. Been there, done that, bought the t shirt, not looking to go back. So yeah, luckily we're out of it, and lucky for us, we have on Tuesday, December 19th, our bowl game versus Marshall, the Frisco Bowl, 9 p.m. At e- on ESPN. Uh, guys, what do we need to know for this game? Oh, man. Austin, do you want to go first on this one, man? Uh, Yeah, sure. So right off the bat, um, the name of the bowl changed. It's no longer the Tropical Smoothie Bowl. It's the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl, which is great oh, because – we're I, I don't know what a scooter's coffee is, but um, I'm glad it's uh, we're, we're being uh, sponsored by a coffee company because we're all going to need coffee for that uh, bowl uh, for that bowl game. What it starts at eight o'clock? Nine yeah. or well, eight o'clock y'all's time. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah, it's going to start eight o'clock central time. So by it's going to be midnight by the time this thing wraps up. So we're, and it's also going to be like uh, 45 degrees outside. Ooh. So yeah, that coffee is going to be real nice. Yeah, and you're actually uh, going to the game, right, Austin? Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I got my tickets. I secured my PTO with my boss, so I'm gonna drive nice. up there for the fourth time this season. I'm going up to Dallas, which you know, oh, there's only so much driving I can do for that. Um, yeah, so the game itself. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, interviews that um, uh, the beat writer JJ Perez did, uh, but it. Apparently, for the first time ever, we don't have any uh, players that uh, didn't pass their classes. So, um, they all, they, yeah, they That's all round of applause for academic players. excellence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they, they none of them are going to miss the game. Uh, there seems to be no shenanigans that's happening off the field either. They're all locked in. Um, the are there any key, key uh, misses or injuries or anything like that? No, it seems like, I mean, I looked at the depth chart the other day. It looks like everyone's there. Tatafu's there, I think. 
he, mm. Ben Lee's back, so that that that's mm. fantastic. I, I think he was injured at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know what we wrong. do, Kyle, when we say something like that. We're not superstitious, we're a little stitious, but we go ahead and knock on some wood anyway. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, he's back. Um, I know Joshua Cephas, our, our, our star wide receiver, he's locked in. He's 100%. And the only guy we lost that have, would have an immediate, who was a starter and would have a big impact on the game is Trey Moore. And we all know, or for those who don't know, Trey Moore um, was the sack leader in, conf- in uh, the conference. I was at conference USA, the American Athletic Conference. He had 14 sacks on the season. Uh, defensive player for the conference of the year, and like all good things for G5 teams, he was immediately courted by some Power Five team. And the money, when we're all betting guys here, the money that we pretty much have on is um, is Texas. Texas is trying to court him. But Alabama may try to get him because he's visiting Alabama right now. But yeah, that's the only major loss we have. Well, well, guys, everybody who's watching and listening right now, just know that this is going to be very important. If we come out with the win, obviously Marshall isn't anything, <clears throat> you know, super crazy, super tough matchup. Don't want to underestimate them, but also don't want to overestimate them. But if we come out with this win without Trey Moore, that's good looks for us for the uh, for the future. Yeah, it is huge. <clears throat> also, on the Trey Moore thing, he actually was supposed to go to Ohio State for a visit, and Ohio State called that off last minute uh, for unknown reasons. So, not sure what that's about. But he ended up getting a meeting over at Alabama. So, yeah, to what Austin said, it looks like it's either going to be Bama or UT that's going to wind up with him if. I don't. I still don't know why he doesn't go to the NFL, but I guess it's still an option. I don't know. I would think that he's just waiting on whatever, uh, wait for his draft grade to come in. His draft grade mm. to come in. Um, you know, most yeah. players right now are kind of waiting on that, and it's not going to come in until after bowl season's over with. Um, so uh, I think he, I think that's pretty much what's coming down to. He's just waiting to see where his options, and you know, never. I know people are going to say, you know, obviously, I mean, it's, it's it's a very obvious thing uh, that you know UT um, and Alabama has way, way, way more money than UTSA NIL collectives have in totality. I think we have like three or four different collectives in, for UTSA, and I guarantee you just one of UT's collectives blows us out the water tenfold. Uh, but, you know, never discount the possibility of him coming back. I mean, I know it's a slim chance, but it's also, also, it's also a chance of him coming back if somebody from San Antonio, knock on wood again, if somebody's – Able to hear that um, here in the mm-hmm. San Antonio in the two one zero. Anybody who got you know a nice five hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to spare to get this young man, you know, I mean, put it all in crypto, is, baby. This, and then this, young, this young man is is he's literally a hometown guy. I mean, he's a he is. The, I would say he, I believe he is the sack leader as far as amount amount total of sacks. Now sacks per game, obviously he's I think he, he's like second or third in the nation. Uh, I mean, so obviously every every Power Five team wants to cover something like that, but only a few can actually get that. But I'm pretty sure that he I – mean, I would think, though, especially with him being a, a godly man as he is, um, being a devout Christian and, you know, wanting to stay close to home in the first place, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he wouldn't mind, you know, maybe taking a little bit of a hometown discount on the pay if he mm-hmm. came decided to come back. But, I mean, honestly, it would be a I – mean, but even then, though, I mean, he – He's done amazing things for UTSA. He's done something that um, that's just crazy if they really think about. I mean, we haven't had a a guy with that kind of defensive prowess um, on the front seven since you know um, the the long main type guy of Josiah Taufa. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. So, I mean, it, he's done amazing things. He's easily the best linebacker we've ever had in UTSA history. I mean, I, I think mean, he knocked know. out like two or three opposing quarterbacks this year. Like, not yeah. knock him out, but knock them out for the, their games the next week. Uh, yeah. He, he, uh, he knocked out, um, God, what's it? Um, not JT Daniels, the other kid, um, DJ Warren. Padgett. That was another. You talking about AJ Padgett? No, no, uh, uh, Temple's quarterback. EJ Warner. EJ Warner. My name is EJ Warner. EJ Warner. He knocked out EJ Warner and he knocked out. um, Guy from Rice? No, JT um, SMU did that. Uh, Uh, Regardless. Gino also from UAB. He knocked out Gino. That's right. He knocked out Gino. Regardless, the dude can hit hard. And uh, that's something we're going to miss. Now, to your point about the collectives and all that, that's absolutely right. But we just saw a news article come out uh, from one of the UTSA beat writers that Jeff Trailer, almost like a Hallmark movie-esque plot, Jeff Trailer and all of his coaching staff needed a way to get to, to Dallas in time. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff going on here, and they needed to make it to the uh, Texas State champions championships, I guess. Games going all all day long at Jerry World. And uh, one of the UTSA alumni, a big donor, stepped up and offered up his private jet, got all the coaches to Dallas, and uh, he actually watched Gilmer win another state championship, and he was happy to see that. Hopefully he got some recruiting done while he was over there too. But I thought it was pretty impressive. That, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Here's back my private the, jet. Uh, back to the Marshall game, though. We open up as minus 12 uh, point favorites, uh, minus four seventy five money line odds. <clears throat> Austin, if you ask me, some, some players from Marshall that that uh, I guess already transferred or declared. Didn't they have quite a few people? Um, yeah, I mean the two biggest right off the bat is their starting quarterback. He hit the transfer portal along with mm. the wide receiver. Their um, their leading wide receiver. Um, the quarterback situation is interesting. So. Standard run of the mill dude wants to try his hand at the portal, see if he can get an NIL deal. No big, you know, no big news there. Every team's dealing with that right now. But it was the reaction of the coach that caught a lot of uh, he got he got a lot of flack for it because he basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, he called out the Marshall fan base and said that they were harassing the quarterback and that they didn't like him. And because they didn't like him, they didn't pony up the NIL money needed in order to keep him on the team. Mm. So the coach basically, you know, tapped into his dark side and just torched the fan base. And the fan base did not take very kindly to that. And for those who don't know, the hair screw behind Marshall, we are Marshall. Their entire um, their entire team basically paired was the 1970s, 1960s. Mm. Um, their, their team, basically the entire team perished in an unfortunate plane crash. So they're one of the most tightly knit fan bases out there. Mm. Like that entire, that, like, that's like a defining moment for them. And, um, and in the grand scheme of things in college football, they're well, they're, they're well respected. They're very well liked. So to hear their head coach basically call them out like that was kind of a, Whoa, what's going on here moment. So mm. it's, it's just. It's it's not doing too well over there, and then on top of that, the um, the I, I know there's some, there were some firings done on the offensive side with coaching, so they're gonna have a new quarterback. Uh, was it Chad Pennington's son, I believe, who yeah. Yeah, hasn't Cole had Pennington. any starting. Yeah, he hasn't had any starting time all season. That's and, starting for them in the bowl game. 
yeah, he's starting for them for the first time, like actual play time in this bowl game. Wow. See, and, so yeah. it just came out that the Wake Forest QB, Mitch Griffiths, committed to Marshall. How yeah. does that work? Coaches can can just jump ship whenever they want and start coaching the next week. Uh, cool. We're presumably going to see Mike Elko coach an A&M and, um, for their bowl game. Players who commit somewhere aren't allowed to do that? Well, I mean, obviously they're not enrolled in the school yet, I feel like. Yeah, is a, is a thing. I don't know. I don't know how what goes time. on behind the scenes, but I feel like that would be the the one of the biggest factors there. But I, I I do like that. I do like that transfer for them. Mitch Griffiths, uh, you know, has served time as a starter and served as Sam Hardman's understudy. Um, so I, I I do like that for them. Um, as someone who's looking for a chance to get a, a garner a bigger role, um, mm. still with a you know relatively big program um opening up as 12 point favorites looking for our first bowl win hopefully we get it here i mean it's only been 12 years in existence so this is we're what oh and four in bowls unfortunately so far oh and five i don't know what it is about us and when we're on national television but we've seen it just collapse so well, we luckily, unlike the past two years, we aren't playing a uh, ranked opponent in the That's in the true. bowl matchup. So that that, that should play into our favor uh, at yep. least a little bit. Yep. Um, and this is Frank Harris's last game, right? Yeah, right. I think I think a lot of the seniors and everything, regardless of their plans for after uh, after the season, you know, they're really taking a last stand here and want to mm-hmm. want to get us this win. So that's that's a uh, that's heartwarming to see. Um, but as much as we we don't want to, uh, I guess we can move on from U- the UTSA game. Should be should be great. Everybody tune in on Tuesday at uh, nine PM uh, Eastern Time, eight PM Central on ESPN. Then moving on, we have uh, Thursday. Starting Thursday, we have USF versus Syracuse. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts about that matchup specifically. Um, Something well, happened over at Syracuse. What, what just happened? They just got somebody or. We can come back to that, but I'm not sure if they got anybody, but I know that you, I know that Syracuse uh, got rid of their coach, Dino Baber. That was Baber, it. Yep. Uh, they got rid of their head coach. I mean, um, mm. they're not. They've they've always shown promise in the beginning of the season, but they for some reason have always had this little midseason collapse that's always screwed them up, and they just never really recovered. Mm. I guess the uh, head of people at Syracuse just got tired of it, and they got rid of them. Um, luckily, they're making able to make a bowl game. I've had to had the privilege of watching a few games uh, on TV with Syracuse. Uh, they seem like a pretty pretty air happy team. They have uh, this wide receiver on their team, six foot seven guy Gadsden, who is just a, a, a beast. Um, but again, I mean, when you have one guy to really key in on and it kind of makes it not so difficult to really get after them um, versus you have USF and we've played them. Uh, so UTSA, when I say we, I mean UTSA, obviously. We've played mm-hmm. them, laid them out in our own home field. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, they do show a little bit of promise. It's just uh, They just seem like a team who's just kind of trying to get together, and this could be a really good stepping stone uh, for USF to have to kind of end this season and start the next season off on a good note. So, Yeah, because I think pretty much around all the – all the teams that transferred from the AAC to the Big Twelve this year didn't didn't have the year they were looking for. Right? Like yeah. Houston kind of fell apart, fired their coach. USF or let's see. Oh, this is this is USF. Oh psh. yeah, USF. Yeah. Not UCF. Uh, well UCF is uh, the 
the matchup up after that uh, yeah, on Friday, Georgia yeah. Tech versus UCF, uh, you know, Southeast matchup type stuff. Um, then here's a big one, Troy versus Duke, uh, mm-hmm. you know, presumably both without their, their head coaches uh, for the Birmingham Bowl. The battle of the assistant coaches. <laughs> I think, um, I, I think truly, I don't know. I was going to say Troy, but Duke is actually really good too. Um but if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Duke had, the Duke's quarterback Leonard, I think he I think he already hit the portal, didn't he? I think he yeah. did. So Troy Troy might come out with a win here. I mean, correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Um, what is it? Uh, he transferred to Notre Dame, I think. Interesting. That, that's where I ended up going. But yeah, Troy. Notre Dame. I, I, I would I would put money on Troy because Troy's got they're they're part of that. Um, that Sunbelt defensive ordeal that they like doing. I mean, the offense, it's, it's not much. They do enough to get by, but really their strength is is their defense. And I don't know if they lost any solid players, but I, I just feel like without a quarterback for uh, Duke, I I think they're, you know, they're a sitting duck. Now, guys, what Ooh. do we expect? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say they didn't lose anybody, but uh, it looks like there's a lot of players that aren't playing. So... Oh, they're all First out. of all, Riley Leonard, their quarterback, will not be playing. Their running back, Jordan Waters, will not be playing. Oh, their defensive back, Brandon Johnson, will not be playing. Their linebacker, their uh, yeah. Actually, there's another ten probably players that aren't playing. So if you're Troy, man, you may walk into a bowl win. I don't know. It's not the first one. They beat UTSA last year. I know that, but yeah, add yeah. another one, back to back bowl wins, perhaps. Yep. Definitely play tough though for Troy. Definitely yep. need to still play tough. Uh, what do we expect, guys, from the Armed Forces Bowl? Because I find this interesting. Air Force, you know, kind of the you know high performing Armed uh, Service Academy this year versus James Madison. Big controversy around them too. We skipped Arkansas State and Northern Illinois. The Fighting Tony do we, Romo's. Do we need a? Do we I don't need know anything about that? that game. I just wanted to say Fighting Tony Romo's. But okay. <laughs> Air Force and James Madison, those two teams were the ones that were uh, in the hunt for New Year's Six Bowl. They were. Mm-hmm undefeated for a while and then air force <laughs> started collapsing towards the end of the season james madison uh was looking great until college damn gate came along did their little jinx on them and app state pulled out a win a very controversial win i guess uh, if you saw that play uh zeke who do you have in this one you know my man i'm going with air force i mean if you know very I mean, if you know it very well when it comes to these service academies that these teams Love to run the ball down your throat. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. I hate totally. And <laughs> Air Force is entirely no different. I mean, this is a school who literally, who who also again Mountain West school who was also in contention. There were three Mountain West schools that were in contention for an NY six for New Year's mm-hmm. Six Bowl. It was, uh, it was everybody thought it was going to be Air Force. I think they got about as high up as number fourteen or fifteen in the rankings, mm-hmm. and they just kind of uh, fell apart after Army came in and gave them a little bit of their medicine. Um, so I mean, and then after that, um, and then you have Fresno State, who's also playing right now, who had that little late season collapse, and then you have the Dark Horse, which ended up making it to their conference championship, but lost to Boise State, uh, UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going with anybody, I'm going to go with Air Force. I mean, their defense is just incredibly stout. They are number, let me pull it up here. I think I just had it. It was, I think they're number seven or number six in the nation when it comes to their total defense. I mean, this is a team that's going, that's going to really 
Yet at number six. So this is a team that's really going to put it to James Madison. And this is a James Madison team um, who have a great offense, but they're, you know, they're, they lost their head coach. And I'm pretty sure they lost some players too, but they lost their head coach, Kirsty Gnetti, uh, to, to go play, to go coach at, um, out of all places, Indiana. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Big 10 money is big 10 money, but Indiana's a basketball school. We all know this very well. Yeah. So um, to see him, I mean, so but hopefully he can resurrect the football program, kind of put some more excitement in there, put some butts in their seats for his games, and you know make them at least another threat in the Big Ten, at least to watch for. I mean, obviously we know they're not going to beat Ohio State or Michigan or anything like that, but I mean at least be up there. It's something to be kind of worried about. I mean, he's a great, he's an awesome head coach. He's been proven to be a winner everywhere he go, but. To pull back to the game, to the bowl game, I'm going with Air Force all the way. I mean, I'd be really surprised to see if James Madison is able to win out. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'll go ahead and put James Madison. I'll put my money on James Madison. Interesting. We need a, we need we need picks. We need like little logos at the bottom of the screen. We need intern. If anybody listening wants to be our intern and uh, work on some graphics, I'll write you a little letter of recommendation and whatnot, Um, unpaid. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go back the other way. I'm going to agree with Zeke, take Air Force. I feel like, you know, James Madison, it's an exciting story. But when with that type of style of play that the service academies really, really deploy out there, it it can really get to some of these, you know, smaller conference schools uh, with the, you know, smaller guys out there sometimes. And, you know, we got these big beefy guys coming out of the uh, service academies and it, it, it can really wear you down. And, and we've seen that countless times when uh, when we watch them play. So that, that'll be me. I'll, I'll go Air Force. What about you, Austin? Since we're yeah, all I know uh, for all the reasons uh, Zeke mentioned, I'll take Air Force as well. Uh, it's, it's just, I mean, dude, it's, it's a different <laughs> style of ball. I'll take the dog. Uh, JMU. Um, probably is they're probably preparing for the triple but quite frankly you can't prepare for the triple you can only react to it and unfortunately if you're reacting to the triple and you didn't prepare for it you're kind of screwed already Mm -hmm. and what's crazy too uh air force is what what, when it comes to those three service academy teams but air force navy and army we come a team that is very good at just bopping you over the head for lack of better terms when it comes to you uh, when it comes to teams that are always scheming on the triple option and scheming on the run and trying to stop the run, Air mm-hmm. Force is without a doubt, which is um, kind of ironic with them being Air Force, but they are without a doubt the best one out of those three that will hit you over the head every single time when you're trying to peek in there <laughs> and you're trying to, your your linebacker or your uh, defensive end is trying to, you're not minding their gaps, you're not minding their, their C gap and they're not minding the B gap. And they, you know, they want to try to make a hero play, you know, our Air Force, Army and Navy, but Air Force for sure, they scheme on that. They pick up on that every single time. If they yeah. see you trying to cheat that little gap, they see you trying to make a – if they see that you think that you're going to try to make a play, they're going to capitalize on that every time. It's, it's literally like in, like a pun intended. I mean, it's, it's literally mental warfare on any team that plays them. So when you I think it should – I, I there, think, man, if – they bop you. I think if Air Force doesn't have the best passing offense in the country, I don't know what's going on with college football because you're right, Zeke. It is a little ironic, but, man, Air Force, y'all fly. You got to throw the football. Um, you're right. But you all picked the underdog, apparently. J- uh, James Madison is currently favored to beat Air Force uh, minus two and a half. If you want to put your money on Air Force, you might get some value out of that on the spread or at least the money line. Yeah, it's close. Um, 
I'll just kind of run through uh, a few of these next teams. Um, Georgia State versus Utah State. And y'all feel feel free to stop me if you have anything meaningful to say about these. Um, Ventures Bowl, we've got Eastern Michigan versus South Alabama. Um, Las Vegas Bowl, we have Northwestern versus Utah. And the Hawaii Bowl, we have San Jose State versus Coastal Carolina. I just want to say real quickly, um, man, Coastal Carolina's got to travel far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. All the way to Anywhere. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> they they have to go the opposite way around the world. Is that so right, Zeke? Mr. Geography? Uh no. They, they, keep... they're going, I don't they're think going that's up, true. They're going out the west coast. They're, 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 I, mean, they're I didn't study geography. Way, but I can guarantee you they got about two or three transfers to go ahead and get from. I think Coastal Carolina is in what? Conway, South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. You, so yeah. You're the geography expert, man. Now. You're they got two or three transfers, man. So they they're gonna have a. If they, I hope they got there to Hawaii early because jet, jet lag is gonna burn yeah. them alive. And mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, they lost uh, Grayson McCall to um, to South Carolina, was it? No, NC State. No, it's NC State. Oh wow, oof, yeah. tough loss, tough loss. Yeah, that sucks for them. Um, we'll see so, how well their fan travels, man. Their fan base. <laughs> Are they gonna make yeah. the trek from? Uh, Coastal Carolina to Hawaii. We'll see. Versus San Jose State, who all they have to do is just hop on a, a boat. Hop on a yeah. 737 from San Jose to yeah. Honolulu. I mean, that's it. Yep. That's pretty much it for them. Put on the yeah. Hawaiian shirts and send it. Basically a home game for them. Um, <coughs> Tuesday of next week, we've got in the Quick Lane Bowl, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. And then coming up here on the, on the uh, other game that uh, I know, Austin, this was your game to watch. First Responder Bowl, Texas State versus Rice. What do you, what do you have to say about this? Well, first of all, I I just want a round of applause for Texas State. They made it. They did it. <laughs> Finally. They looked like they were going to not only make it, but really take it away at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they finally made it to their first bowl game. Welcome to the party, guys. Glad, no way glad, that's glad their first bowl game. It. It's There's their first no bowl shot. game. In all of their history? In all their history, this is their first bowl game. Wow. How long In, have they been playing? <coughs> well, they only 1904. Started- is that right? Yeah, but they were, <coughs> they were they were an FCS team for most of that. I think they transferred to FBS like in uh, the late two thousand uh, in the late two thousands around UTSA's time. Wow! But um, <laughs> this is officially their first bowl game at the FBS level. Round of applause for Texas State, guys! Round of applause for all our friends over there. there in in the high school ten thousand people stadium. You deserve it, and I hope. Next year, you'll get an expansion and get another 5,000. Hey, say what you want about their stadium. At least it's on campus. Come on. That is true. I don't know, man. It could have go to a high school. I'll tell you what as well. If anything, their tailgates are okay, elite. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. When, when you go to a school and you go to the football <laughs> to go to the tailgates and you leave after the tailgate, um, it's all about the vibes when you go to that kind of place so yeah you're right you're right if we were if they could go to a bowl game for tailgates uh they would have been there every year mm-hmm. i'll give it to them so all joking aside um just give a quick rundown uh tech states utsa was a rival or should be but they've never beaten us so it's kind of like rival in name only yeah. um that's the main reason why I chose this bowl game. I'm interested to see um, how they finish this season off. They, man, they had a roller coaster of a season. They they start on their first game and they beat Baylor in uh, in Waco, and 
the entire nation's watching them, including us. And we're thinking to ourselves, oh gosh, we got to play these guys next week. And the next week we just shut down their offense and Trey Moore just sacks um, uh, Finley, their quarterback, like two or three times. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so Texas State, uh, I'll do one team at a time. So Texas State, um, they have kind of just been in the shadow realm when it comes to college football. They've, always, they, they, they've existed on paper, but they've never really done anything the past 10 years um they've kind of been the um the uh the butt of the joke for the sun belt and this year or last year they finally said enough we're gonna get serious and what would really hurt them was there there was a disconnect between the athletic administration and, and the um and the academic side the president um they were fine having a team but they never really wanted to go full tilt into it well they finally got the right um uh, admin involved and they said, okay, we're firing Jake Spavital. We are going to get a guy who actually wants to win, who knows how to play. So they saw what UTSA was doing and how they got a guy from Gilmer, Texas. So they got the next best thing. They got the guy who played for Jeff Trailer, UTSA's head coach. <laughs> and um, God bless, what's his name? I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, uh, the, the, God. But who's the head coach? I'm sorry. I, I, this is embarrassing. G.J. Kenny? Yeah, G.J. Kenny. They got G.J. Kenny from uh, UIW who made it to the playoffs. And UIW is, for those who don't know, UIW is another college in San Antonio. But they play football at the FCS level. But they've done a, they've done very well at the FCS level in terms of just like cranking out high-octane uh, high teams. So Texas State said, we're going to get G.J. Kenny. And we're going to be an air raid-esque offensive football team. And that's exactly what they did. They got a quarterback transfer, um, TJ Finley, out of Auburn, I believe. He was a backup. And the guy just balled out against Baylor. And they got um, – let me get my notes in front of me. And if they can't get the uh, the passing game going, they've got their running game with Ishmael Mahdi, who's he got over a thousand yards on the season, and it's just it's gone very well for them. Now, with that being said, um, their record seven and five. Every single game that they won, minus the minus one game, which was Troy, was um, every single they won every single home game basically except for uh, against Troy, and then they won two on the road, Baylor, and I, I believe they beat Georgia Southern. Um, but here, here's the thing about Texas State. Um, it's When I say it's air esque it is very air esque meaning it's boom or bust. They're either scoring 30 to 50 points on their opponent or they're getting shut down, and they can't do anything about it. Their defense also got gave awful. up. Yeah, they, to your point, they gave up seventy-seven against Arkansas State. Seventy-seven. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if, if you if you can if you can uh, take away what they love to do, which is just passing the ball, um, they're going to have a difficult time. And that's what UTSA did in the Alma Dome, where um, our defense just smothered the uh, Texas State, and we ended up beating them with a one-legged Frank Harris quarterback who got. We left the game right in the middle. We were all scared because we thought, oh, crap, he's he's injured his leg again. But then he, he came was back. Injured. And, yeah, he was injured, but, like, he couldn't rush anymore. He had turf toe, I believe, at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would have done if we had lost to um, – We did. Oh, if we lost to Texas State, that yeah. would be horrible. But yeah. that was a horrible game in terms of we lost Frank Harris and 
we lost, lost it. We got swapped, swacked against Tennessee without, you know, without him. And also we lost the army. Yeah. Um, it was a horrible way to start the season, but anyway, yeah. I digress. So if you look at the losses, they, uh, lost, um, um, what was it? 31, 13 against, uh, uh, well, 13 to 31. Troy won that game. Um, coastal Carolina, 31-23, Arkansas State, you already said it, 77-31. Um, when they lose, it's quite frankly just it's not, it's not, a, it's not a pretty picture because they, they just don't have a defense. They can't stop the bleeding, which then brings us to Rice. So Rice kind of did what Texas State did, except for they didn't fire their coach yet. God knows. We don't know if he'll be there. Uh, Bloomgren will be there at the end of the season. Um, but – what Rice did was is they said, hey, let's just get a, a solid quarterback from the transfer portal, and they hit the gold mine. They got JT Daniels from West Virginia to yeah. come play for them. And JT Daniels, quite frankly, was the Rice offense this entire season. And, and right off the bat, um, they had to play Texas. And I was actually at that game. My, my, uh, my uh, friend has season tickets. Uh, so I was there watching on the Rice side, watching Rice play the game. And, and the offense wasn't too good, but for a solid three quarters, the Rice defense held Texas in check, which was really nerve-wracking for the Texas fans around me to watch because, you know, they had Quinn Ewers and they had all these, you know, it's it's Texas. They have all the, they have depth, they have all these players and everything. But uh, I, I digress. The biggest win of the season for Rice was they beat Houston which was completely unthinkable because Rice is kind of the butt is the butt of the joke for in conference USA. They were the joke and the AAC, we kind of perceived them to continue being a joke, but they actually came out and did really, really well. And they almost beat Tulane and they almost beat um, the eventual conference champions SMU. But in that SMU game, JT Daniels got a concussion and this concussion persisted throughout the rest of the season. And I don't know if you guys have kept up with the news, but about um, a couple weeks ago, he announced on Twitter that he's medically retiring from football. So he's not going to be playing in this bowl game. So that leads it to AJ Padgett, who, I mean, he's not bad, but the, the, the main thing with JT Daniels was he had the experience of a veteran quarterback who played at USC, Georgia, West Virginia, and now you got AJ Padgett, who's he's he's not terrible. He's he's had some good, he's had some success, but he's no JG Daniels. But yeah. here's the thing. I think Rice's defense is is undervalued because at the uh, we, when when I was at the UTSA game watching them, they held U, uh, UTSA in check, who's known for their high octane offense. They held them in check for about a for a half a game. It was very nerve wracking <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, a pretty big feat. Yeah, I mean that is a big feat, especially for for Rice. So, um, what ended up actually hurting them was um, the uh, and I don't know if, I don't know if you guys remember it. The uh, it wasn't the offense that got their stuff together. It was the defense who turned the ball over multiple times, and then all UTSA had to do was literally just run the ball for like ten yards into the end zone once they turned the ball over. So. I think Rice's defense is going to give Texas State trouble, but quite frankly, I think Texas State, they're all bought in on this. Um, the fan base is like whatever fan or they're, they're going to like whatever, 
whatever fans there are for Texas State, they're going to be going to this uh, to this bowl game. It's the first one in their history. Rice, they're an historic program. They've been around for a hundred years, but quite frankly, um, none of their fans show up if they even have fans in the first place. Like if you ever go to a Rice game, there's probably like a hundred people that show up at the home oh stadium. Gosh, that is brutal. It's pretty bad. So I, I just think all the all the momentum's on Texas State side. They want yeah. this infinitely more than um, than Rice does, and they would love it. Them being our rival, they'd love to brag. Oh, we got a bowl game over UTSA, but that's not yeah. going to happen because UTSA is going to get its first bowl win. I like that against comment. Marshall. So you're picking Texas State, who are actually the favorites by four and a half points. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would I'll agree with Texas that. State. I think I think you're right. Is that if they do get this bowl win and UTSA doesn't, we would never hear the end of that, even though never gonna hear the end of 100 year head start on us, but whatever. But yeah, I think yeah. The, the key for Texas State will be to just not let it get out of hand, uh, mm-hmm. because it seems like they have a tendency to do that. Um, in the interest of time, you know, I feel like, uh, before we get into the New Year's Six Bowls, anybody have any other key games that they want to highlight or talk about a little bit more in depth, uh, before we get into those big ones? Yeah, I think the um, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State Bowl, the Texas Bowl, yeah. I think Oklahoma State are probably pretty big underdogs. Um, but this is one, if you are looking for a cheeky little parlay move, um, I would bet on Oklahoma State. Let's see what the odds are at now. But um, you had a Texas A&M, a&M team that completely turned upside down their whole coaching um, I, I, office, if you will. Um, yeah, their current three-point favorites. Oklahoma State is ranked. A&M, as we know, is in shambles. New coach, Mike Elko. You better believe he's going to be nervous. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, they've had the same coach forever. He lives and breathes OK State. I think Oklahoma State actually is going to pull out the win, even though they're underdogs. But it should be a good game. I don't think that that game where they got thrashed against UT was indicative of how OK State, how good they are. Um, I think Texas A&M is going to have a really tough time with them. I do want to highlight the uh, the Fenway Bowl, um, even though it it shouldn't be uh, too tough of a matchup for SMU. They're going up against Boston College. Um, if they let Boston College cook with their little one-man show and Thomas Castellanos, um, seems like he's he's leading their team in both passing yards and and rushing yards um, as a quarterback. Um, so, and he's got a great receiver in Lewis Bond, who's been sought after by a lot of uh, a lot of bigger schools after this season. So, it looks like that if they have a little like one-two punch there and they let them get cooking, it could be dangerous for SMU for a for a sneaky upset. Um, but that's all I have to say about that. I would still take SMU as a betting man. Any other bowls, uh, minor bowls before we get into the New Year's six ones? Uh, I would just say to watch out for the, I know people are going to be like, oh man, you're just saying this because it's Antonio. Oh yeah. Don't, who cares about this one? Cause, <laughs> you know, we already know what's going to happen with, uh, with Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, what he's going to do with his squad. But, um, oh, number 12, Oklahoma versus number 14, Arizona at the Alamo, at the Alamo dome for the Alamo bowl. Um, I would really want to watch. I mean, I really want to watch. Tell people to watch this game. I mean, this is going to be something that's going to be a really exciting bowl game more than people think. I mean, I get it. This is a number. This is the number two team in the Big Twelve. 
Um, and people talk about, I mean, now they are at least, I mean, they, cause Oklahoma, cause Oklahoma state got thrashed by UT, but, uh, I mean, you're talking about a, I mean, everybody knows who Dylan Gabriel is, dude is a, pro, is a prolific QB. I mean, you're talking about over 3,600 yards in a year, 30 touchdowns, six interceptions, um, got sacked 17 times, you know, is what it is. Um, you know, a semi, well, more, more pass happy offense, you know, and then, but their defense is kind of something that's, uh, leaves a little bit more to be yearned for. I mean, only 19 sacks on the year. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's just it's, they're not really that great on defense versus you have Arizona, which let's be fair, Arizona football for the year. I mean, for forever has been considered laughing stock. People nobody nobody really cared about Arizona football, much like people didn't really care about Arizona State football. I mean, and just they were just running these states and places where people really want to play great football at, nor were they able to really cultivate that. Uh, but you come into next, come into this year, Arizona just kind of just leaps onto the scene. I mean, I guess they got caught, got rid of Jacob Delora as their QB, and they finally find somebody else that's really worth it. And um, <clears throat> sorry for a second, but now they find somebody else who's worth it, and they find somebody who is uh, good enough for them to be a be their quarterback. And Noah Fata, uh, Fafita, you know, and they have just hella weapons on the, on the receiving end. And with Jacob Cowing, as we, us UTSA fans know, as a uh, prolific, who is the prolific wide receiver over at UTEP, and uh, McMillan is also is their number one, who is also their number one receiver with over twelve hundred yards in the season. I mean, also too, this is a very very pass happy offense as well. I mean, so I'm I'm looking forward to a shootout now, Modon. I mean, I'm looking forward to something that's just really really crazy just to happen over here. I mean, yeah, people. I don't really I – mean, so, and honestly, too, they have 31, so 31 sacks on the year, but what really, really what stands out to me is that their secondary defense. So, I mean, you're going to be – it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be something that's really, really nice to see. I mean, and then Arizona's defense is ranked higher. They're ranked number 36 in uh, NCAA versus, um, versus, Oklahoma, versus Oklahoma's defense, ranked at number 79. I mean, they're ranked – their overall defense is ranked lower than UTSA's, which is UTSA's is 54. Um, you know, so – I mean, look forward to a really, really good game, a really good high-scoring shootout game between Dylan Gabriel and uh, I really hate to say this name right, and Fafita. I mean, this I mean, this going to be a, a really exciting game. I mean, Fafita seems like he's a really good, um, seems like he's a really good, really efficient QB. Twenty-three touch, I mean, twenty-three touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, he's he seems like he's really up there, you know. So, I mean, look forward to it. I'm going to be watching it with I mean, just with, with wide eyes, man. I mean, it's going to be a great game to watch. I recommend anybody else who's listening to this podcast to watch the game as well. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Thank you. Let's get into the New Year's Six, baby. Yes. The yes, controversial yes, yes, yes. New Year's Six this year. So we have um, in the Cotton Bowl, we've got number seven, Ohio State versus uh, number nine, Missouri. Eh. Any, Eh, Any picks there? I, I, mean, I feel like Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State, but me too. Uh, I, I actually Oh, is he? Is he playing? Oh, that's. I still think it's going to be a blowout. Point. I don't know who the next guy up is, but I don't know, man. People, people sleep on Missouri. Man, Schrader is a dog. I think that Missouri is going to pull out the teeth on this one, man. They're going to come out there. They're going to come out slashing. They're going to come out doing their damn thing. So I'm willing to give this one to Missouri. I'm gonna be straight up honest. Okay, with you. I can take that. Let's yeah, see interesting. What, interesting. Let's see what the odds are at. What do you think, Austin? I would go with Ohio. Oh, Ohio State is actually the underdog. So. I'm, I'm gonna go with Missouri for the things that Zeke said, and then on top of that, um, their Ohio State's quarterback's gone. That just 
that that's going to yeah. screw them over. That if you don't, if you don't have the QB, that just that's the worst position you could lose. Yep. Missouri, they probably just want this more. It's the first, it's the best year they've had in decades. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, let's just be real here too. This is, I mean, this is this is a team that went ten and two. This is a team that that uh, took it that took it over to. A number fi- that beat number fifteen at the time, Kansas State. I mean, they took it to them. You know, yeah, it was a close scoring game at the end. I mean, they they dog walked number thirteen Tennessee. I mean, they beat the dog shit out of them. I mean, thirty six to seven. They whipped that. Like Jared Calvin said from the they Alabama, whipped that man, ass, they boy. Whipped their freaking ass. Man. <laughs> they do have a lot of uh, dudes entering the transfer portal, though. You're right, Ohio State. It's not just the starting quarterback. It's also one of their leading wide receivers, Julian Fleming. Uh, another wide receiver, potentially people are saying Marvin Harris Jr. Um, but they also have a seventh-year senior, though, man. We know how deadly those guys are. Oregon State transfer Tristan Gebbia, I think. Sounds like a dirty word. I don't know. Gebbia. I mean, <laughs> we'll take you, over. You, you just got to think of it this way. Um, for Ohio State, what does this bowl game mean to them? The standard for them is beat Michigan and then get into the get into the <laughs> college football true. playoffs. Dude, like what? Just three weeks ago, and it's crazy how far they fell just by losing that one game. Yeah, like, yeah. Losing to a it number two team, I think Michigan was ranked at the time. Yeah, and you're just absolutely just chewed up and spit out, and like half your team entered the transfer portal. Yeah, that, that's crazy. It's a travesty I, for them, honestly. It really is. I thought they were still going to be like in the top four. I mean, if you lose to a number two team, whatever. I know there was a lot of deserving teams, but we'll get into also, that. Also, make a correction too. I'm probably going to get thrashed on the social. So Cody Strader is the running back, and he's just like I said before. He's a straight up dog. I don't know why I said QB, but Brady Cook's the QB. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, these this, this Missouri team. I think people will sleep on them because again, just like how Arizona was, Missouri has been pretty much dog water for a little bit. When it comes to football, um, you know, so like I said, Missouri, I got Missouri winning this one. I mean, like you said, like mentioned before, I mean, Ohio State, your highlight, your Super Bowl of the season is not making it to NY6. Your Super Bowl of the season is not conference champion. Your Super Bowl of the season is, is the game. It is literally called there. the game. The game. Yeah. The big game. Yep. So I guess we're split 2-2 on that one. Uh, next coming up here, we have the uh, the Peach Bowl on Saturday, December 30th. The number 10 Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, you know, big fan favorite for me at least. Uh, you know, I like enjoy watching them and everything. Versus number 11, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, the fighting Zakari Franklins. I, um, oh, man, dude, man. Penn State. No, no. You know what? It happened. We just have to accept it. Number, dude, Penn State, I... I was actually surprised. Who did they lose to not too long ago? Was it Oregon or somebody? Penn State was like one of those teams that I thought was severely underranked just because they played like two of the top four teams during the season and they just got like sent to the shadow realm and they ended up way lower than I thought they were. Uh, I thought they were way better, but um, I'm taking Penn State over Ole Miss. I'll also take them as well. What are y'all's thoughts? Take it, Penn State, man, all the way I'm taking them. They, this is a team whose offense is pretty legit. I mean, and then it's just something that Ole Miss struggles at. I mean, Ole Miss's offense is pretty damn legit too as mm-hmm. well. But, I mean, again, you might – I mean, who knows? You might see a shootout in this game as well. Um, and people tend to have this thing to think that uh, – to think that SEC football is, is just a bit grittier and a bit nastier than what Big Ten is versus Big Ten is a bunch of uh, – 
corn-fed country boys who are slow and mm-hmm. can't really get it done. I mean, so I, I'm, but you know what? I think Penn State is going to come out. They're going to come out and show them what they're really about and uh, pretty much bounce a bunch of <laughs> bounce a bunch of points off Ole Miss's head, which is something that, like I said before, is <laughs> kind of struggling with on the defensive end. So some of the things I got Penn State on this one. <laughs> Austin, yeah. what about you? What about you? What do you think? You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree. I think Ole Miss is gonna Ooh, win it. Just dog. I mean, when it comes down to it, um, I don't trust, quite frankly, anyone besides Michigan and Ohio State. I don't trust any of those teams Fair in enough. the uh, in the Big Ten and Penn State's included. Time and time, I've watched Penn State, specifically James Franklin, short circuit on the sideline when it comes to big games specifically mm-hmm. whenever they play ohio state it, it's the, it's the darnest thing and then uh what was it two years ago or i guess it would have been last year they played um i know was it two years it was two years ago they played uh um the illini and it went to like seven overtimes or something like that is that it, how you was, say that yeah but yeah yeah the fighting, illini. Yeah, the fighting, fighting illini. i never knew i just yeah. called it the fighting I was at Torchy's actually when that game was going on. I was like, what is happening? I do remember that. That was a crazy thing. Yeah, um, I, I, I just think Penn State's going to, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to blow it again like they usually yeah. do. And then I, it's, it's also in Atlanta, Georgia. Ole Miss is right next, uh, Mississippi, uh, Mississippi's right next door. Um, it's going to be basically a home game for them. Um, I think they're just, Ole Miss is going to want this game more. Hey, man, to your point, uh, wanna... Penn State has co-offensive coordinators. How the hell are you going to pick a team when they have co-offensive coordinators? I didn't know that until now, but I'll keep my pick. I'm uh, riding it. Reminds me, I just want to make one more, the office. one more little point. I just want to make one more little point. Um, I wouldn't – I mean, I can't argue with your decision, Austin, but, I mean, let's just face it here. Penn State has a number one defense in the nation. Total hey, man, yeah. Manny Diaz, it's rumored that he's going to be taking the Duke head coaching job. I don't know if he'll Can't be. I don't know if he'll be playing this. Week. <laughs> if he'll be coaching during this game, I don't know. I don't think he's transferred yet or has yeah. uh, taken that job. But he may or may not be there. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll straight up say I don't know much about these teams. Going to follow them. Don't take my financial advice. This isn't financial advice, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I am slam it, slam yeah, the parlay. But, <laughs> Do it. But uh, the, the, this, I'm, 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 I'm using. I really am using my gut here. But uh, I mean, this is just. That, from what I've seen from Penn State and just the Big Ten, I mean, you can't trust them. Yeah, the defenses are good. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I was st- or not, I was State. I was the uh, the uh, the the, the freaking Hawks or whatever they are. Their defense is fantastic. Hawkeyes. Yeah, the Hawkeyes. Their <laughs> yeah. defense is fantastic. They were but too they good. Yeah, they boring yeah. ass games. Yeah, they they can't move their the defense is football more than like fifty yards each drive. Yep. yep. <clears throat> Let's not forget the Iowa, Iowa record. Great, but. Iowa's defense is great, but this is Penn State's also the same team that literally goose egged Iowa. Yeah. And not just by a little bit, not just like a 3 0, 7 0. 31. 31 to zip. Oh. Yeah. A 31 whopper on them. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think so, Ole Miss has a good shot. But that, I'm that being said, you know, we're, 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 we're 3 1 in favor of Penn State with Austin being the squirrel in that matchup. Uh, we got the Orange Bowl coming up as well on that day. Orange Bowl. Um, number five, Florida State. Chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. versus number six Georgia. I thought they weren't playing. I thought they were boycotting it. Are they? Yeah. Did, 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 is that is that, is that is that a sure? Yeah. Is that a they sure? Said, thing? Is that official? <laughs> they may have six dudes show up and they have to see that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen that South Park episode 
but they may have one dude playing quarterback and that's it. They may have dude, to pull uh, kids from the band to They're they're going to pull uh pull pull me and you out there. I'm down. Uh, they're going to they're going to show up and they're going to get their they're going to collect their swag bag and they're going to do an about face and go back home. <laughs> Check your oranges. Guys. We might be uh we might be getting <laughs> calls from them. Yeah. They'll get some orange slices and uh on it, dude, I would love to see that game. And if that game happens, I'm taking Florida State. <laughs> Who has COVID on here? Is that you, Austin? That's me. Yeah. Well, I, I just I just came down from a cold. I'm sorry. Okay. I you know I'm taking Florida State in that. I know everybody's counting them out. They're yeah. pissed off. You know what? If you think you should have been in that in the top four, you god dang better win this game. And I think they will if they if, actually if show they up play. Me too. I'm I'm riding that wave as well, and I'm gonna be sucking down my orange slices while it's going on. Pause. No pause. Play. <clears throat> what about you Zeke man I totally agree with you I mean Florida State if they do play if Florida State plays I'm not sure if it's official if they're going to do that little boycott or not mm-hmm. I mean everybody loves to talk about Georgia and the defensive prowess and uh, what Kirby Smart's known for how he gets his guys riled up almost like a Nick, almost Nick Saban-esque you know don't swap don't eat the rat poison kind of shit so mm-hmm. I mean I understand that. I mean, you're dealing with a I mean, you're dealing with a team that you know Carson Beck, great quarterback. I mean, you have. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if Brock is playing. Brock Bowers is going to be playing this game, but then again, you're talking about a guy who's still trying to heal up his ankle mm. a bit. Uh, but then you got Lab McConsky. I mean, this guy's just a legit stud as a wide receiver. I mean, so I mean, I get it. Um, but like you said before, Florida State is no slouch either. I mean, they came into the swamp in Florida and they came in, you know, handled their business without Jordan Travis playing. Um, you know, so I mean, they, I believe they did it with the second string up until the second string got pretty much targeted by Florida, whether you like the call or not. He got seesawed out there. They knocked his ass out. They took him out <laughs> the game. Third string came in and finished his job. Yep. Um, and Florida State, I mean, like you mentioned, they're coming in with a huge, I mean, I'm talking about a damn Alaska side <laughs> Dorito chip on the shoulder. I mean, they're coming in pissed. So if if Florida State really must have make a statement in their home state, because a lot of their players, this hasn't mm-hmm. changed from the 80s, it hasn't changed from the 90s. A lot of their players come in from the Miami, mm-hmm. Dade County mm-hmm. area. Miami, Brevard, Broward, all that. So they want to come in and make a statement and they want to show everybody in the world in the United States. That hey, we belong in this game, and you stole this from us, but just because we play in the ACC, screw you guys. They need to come out and, and make a statement and beat not just barely beat Georgia, beat the hell out mm-hmm. of them. And I guarantee, mm-hmm. and I have, and I have a feeling, and I have a feeling that Florida, that Florida State is going to do just that. So I'm pretty sure you're going to come down to Miami and tear up some ass and beat the hell out of Georgia. No pause. Play on. Play on. I, for everybody listening, don't worry. We'll ha- we will have merch with Zeke's face on it and some of Zeke's little quips uh, for y'all to buy <laughs> in our shop. All right. So we all pretty unanimous. Florida State, if that game goes on. I don't know, man. Aus- I, the same person, which I'm looking at, Austin, Mr. Accountant, would probably take Georgia. Did you? Oh, you, you know me so well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Low risk. Okay. Low risk, baby. Low risk. Uh, still get a reward out of it. No, I just want to come down to it. I, I, I don't know what to make of this Florida State team mm-hmm. in terms of like their mentality right now. On one hand, we see what's going on social media. They're talking about, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna boycott the bowl game because we want to send a message. Well, 
what happens if they do an about face are they are they going to be mentally like will they be able to turn emotionally on a dime be like okay we are now going to play this game because we want to prove to the world that we belong in the um in the uh in the freaking uh, playoffs kind of like a uscf kind of what did back in 2017 when they play auburn mm-hmm. granted that auburn was kind of bad but you, you get the idea they want to make yeah. a point i have no idea what the, what was going on right now with that team i do know what's going on with georgia um but you know like i could i could kind of say the same thing about georgia menta- um, their mental their mental state's probably kind of like do we care about this game guys because mm-hmm. the standard for the past two years has been national championship or bust right so yeah but when it comes to just players i i think georgia's just better yeah. i think they've got the better players i think they're more well-rounded i think quarterback is still an issue with fsu and i i just can't get past that yep all right well three one once again with austin uh sitting out there um fiesta bowl last one before we talk about the cfp semifinals Number eight Oregon versus number twenty three Liberty. <clears throat> you know, I uh, I believe in Will Stein, me personally. So <clears throat> I don't think Our there's Lord any doubt for me that uh, me Oregon is gonna whoop that ass. Oregon by eighty. I'm sorry if anybody's listening to Li- from Liberty. I don't even know where Liberty is. I looked it Virgi- up. They have like Virginia. Virginia. They got like forty seven thousand students over there. It's a pretty big school, but most of them are online though. Just FYI. <laughs> How do you well, know these things? <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> I didn't geography major. That is like an <laughs> underrated major, apparently. That's the literal cheat code. I mean, let's just be real here. Why would there be forty-seven thousand students in Lynchburg, Virginia, of all places? What the hell is out there? What, he, he went out now. there himself and took a census. <laughs> <laughs> we got on the field reporters for you guys listening. Um, if you want to take our bets, if you don't, I also I also understand. I think Liberty is going to get I mean, absolutely schwacked. I don't think Liberty understands. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. This is your first year. I believe they're, that you're not independent. You're in Conference USA. You had the easiest and the lowest strength of schedule mm-hmm. in all of college football. <laughs> That's true. You breezed through that. They did. That's cute. You breezed through the whole entire thing. I mean, congratulations to you. You won Conference USA uh, championship, which is, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. No conference championship is no conference championship easy feat. I mean, if that's the case, mm-hmm. everybody would have a conference championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we all know that our guys up north uh, in Texas State doesn't have one yet, at least in the FBS level mm-hmm. of things. Uh, I mean, so if that's the case, everybody would have one. I mean, they congrats to you. You went 13 and 0. Uh, you got to number 23 ranking. I mean, you've done all those things. Uh, I mean, but let's be real here. Your toughest game was your toughest two games, actually, because you played them twice, mm-hmm. twice in Mexico State. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you you played against Sam Houston, who also was in their first year, and you beat them 21-16. Uh, you played Middle Tennessee, which we beat the dog shout of for two years straight, and mm-hmm. you, be- you barely, barely beat them by seven. You beat Western Kentucky. Okay, cool. But the point is, is that you had a very, very, very lax schedule. You're talking about an Oregon team who is a pretty pissed off team because they lost to they lost to their rivals in Washington. But this is without a doubt. I mean, we know what Oregon is capable of. We know that they are a prolific, prolific ass offense. We know what Will Stein is capable of. Oh, you know why? Because he cooked it up for us for two he years straight. 
He cooked it up. up. I mean, this is a team who literally the first game of the season just said, all right, you know, I'm going to casually put an 81-pointer on somebody. <laughs> oh, man, I miss him so much. Um, if I could go back in time, I would take out a loan for a mil and just give it all to him and just be in debt. I, I, I wouldn't even care. He's that good. So you're right. Liberty's I mean, about to walk in wide-eyed, just all smiley because they went undefeated in the number 133rd ranked strength of schedule right into Glendale, Arizona to a Dan Lanning and Will Stein coached Oregon. Good luck. I would not want to be there to watch that. Um, I'll go as far as going into detail right now. Final score <laughs> of that game, because I'm going to be honest with you, Dan yeah. Lanning and Will Stein, after a while, they're going to sit out. Mm-hmm. Um, but by halftime, they're probably going to, or by midway through third quarter, Bo Nix is going to be out the game. Yep. Troy Franklin's going to be out the game. There's going to be no point to play those guys and, fuck around and get them hurt mm-hmm. and mess up their uh their chances of going to the league or hell maybe if they're going maybe if they're going to transfer me you know, sit out bucky irving and you know just let the other guys you know let you know let ty thompson come out there or let Novosad come out there and be a good qb you know or let jordan james do the light lion share the work or hell let a very familiar name for all utsa fans uh from western kentucky transfer noah whittington let him come out and do a couple things you know so Final score, I'll even because I know we're trying to avoid the final scores a little bit, but man, I'll easily say 63-10. Okay. And if I get it wrong, I don't care if I get it wrong. I really don't give a damn. <laughs> but Liberty, I think, has I no like idea what's about to happen to them. They just don't understand. They're about to get freaking dog walk. I mean, I get it. Yeah, you had 21 interceptions. You got a great secondary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have some really nice names up there. You know, Brandon Bishop is a great DB for you guys. I mean, he's he's a stud. Uh, Kobe Singleton is a really, is, I believe, your best DB you got. I mean, and then following it up with Preston Hodge. I mean, I get it. Uh, but, dude, you're playing, you play Conference USA. Before that, you were independent. Yeah, you did good in those things, but you guys have never came across an Oregon team. Not Pac-12 caliber Oregon team. I say a Big Ten because they're going to the Big Ten next year. They're already Big Ten caliber. Mm-hmm. You're playing as Big Ten caliber Oregon with a dink and dunk, but then bop it over your head when you try to cheat up in there. They bop it over your fucking head with Troy Franklin, and they kill you. And they're going to get you like that every single time. And your DB, you better hope and pray that your DB actually suits up. You better hope Bishop. You better hope Hodge. You better hope Singleton. You better hope every single one of them DBs are buttoned up for this game. And I wish no ill will on them. I really don't. I hope they come out and they show out and they put a name for themselves and they're able to go to the league and do some great things. But, dude, you're right. they have no idea what the hell they're coming across with Oregon. You're absolutely no right. Idea. I think Oregon had the number one or second best offense of the country. So, yeah, if you're a Liberty fan, you better hope all their defense is coming along. Now, Austin, I hope, I truly hope you agree with us on Oregon, or I will have questions and concerns. <laughs> I want you to take the dog, man. Uh, no, I'm taking Oregon, but I, I do, I will say this. First of all, um, I love memes. I love cracking jokes on Twitter. Um, it would just make my year if Liberty won this game just for the memes <laughs> itself. It would be hilarious. But that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough to know that Oregon is absolutely going to, as Zeke said, dog walk this team. But I want to, I want to add a, a little de- a piece of detail on why, you know, I think that's going to happen just to kind of bring things home. So um, for those who don't know, Sam Houston state 
joined Conference USA this year, the same conference that Liberty joined. They were an FCS school. They're um, a, a school that's uh, in the suburbs of – they're, they're around uh, Huntsville, Huntsville. And um, they went 3-9 and nine on the season. They lost every single game up until the, la- the, the fourth uh, last game of the season. That was Kennesaw State. They beat Louisiana Tech, and then they beat Middle Tennessee, and they lost to Western Kentucky. Those were the last four games. So they went 3-9. and nine. Liberty barely beat them 21-16. And I remember watching that game uh, because Conference USA did this weird thing this past year where they like did games on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, which actually was kind of cool because I, 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 just with my job, I work like late at the office. So I would just put them on, I put football on on like Tuesdays and watch the game be like, Oh, that's cool to watch. I remember watching this game. Sam Houston state almost beat Liberty. The only reason they lost that game was um, the ball that um, was like, I got like a hail Mary uh, and it wasn't even a Hail Mary. They were like on the 20 yard line quarterback makes the pass and the wide receiver juggles the ball and he drops it in the end zone. They almost beat Liberty. That was like the one loss Liberty almost had for the entire season. And Sam Houston state's arguably just one of the worst teams in the country right now. And, and they know it is what it is. Yeah. So with that being said, Austin has taken Liberty. Yeah. I, I that like, shut up. No, with no, the plus five seventy five money line. No, what I'm trying, what I'm trying to depict is Liberty has no like that house. That is how easy Liberty's schedule is. They have yeah. no idea. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, and they're just like, boys, we're just gonna smile and enjoy this while it lasts, and then we're gonna get absolutely <laughs> smile just, and wave, boys. Smile and wave. We're just gonna get absolutely railroaded by the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, but I can't wait for Oregon Oregon to win this game. Yeah, I mean, like, just all wrong. You know what? I mean, I sorry, bad. Liberty to win this game. Yeah. I can't wait for Liberty to prove this to win this. You, the, the team I feel terrible for is Oregon. Oregon's like, what the what the hell, man? How yeah. do we end up with this team? We didn't we didn't get like a, a Missouri or an Ole Miss or a Penn State. No, we got Liberty. Or we got the New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I wonder well, if the about Oregon would have been happy with a with a SM, I wonder about Oregon would have been happy with SMU came to town. I think they would have been I think they probably may have been looking towards that having SMU and playing there. Yeah, that would have been a good matchup yeah. too. That would have been more respectable. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, Liberty right. if you're listening. Oh, I hope this is bulletin board material. You win that game for us. But good luck. <laughs> hey man, I feel no disrespect for Liberty, man, but dude, I mean it's this is this is I mean, let's put it like this, dude. I'm a I'm gonna just let it be all known out there. I'm a very staunch supporter for the 16 for a not 12 but a 16 team playoff where every conference champion gets an auto bid and follow that up with with this 10 as of right now there's 10 conferences so you have 10 teams with auto bids for conference champs and then the six best teams after that i'm a big proponent of that because you eliminate the whole florida state situation and you eliminate any g5 teams complaining about oh, it's not fair, we go 13 games, and we don't even get a, a chance to play for a national championship, let alone a playoff. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. But let's just be for real here. Liberty, and I'm, I'm going to do a basketball comparison here, Liberty playing Oregon is like if, what's a team that has like a chance of making this. it to the I don't Houston. know, you tell me. No, 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 let's go, let's go Southland Conference. Liberty and Oregon, and let's switch it to conference basketball, is like Texas A&M Corpus Christi going to play a number one ranked Kentucky or Gonzaga. That is an ass waiting <laughs> to happen, man. That's, That's a, a schwacking waiting to happen. Up in, 
That is a straight up, up and down leather belt. With a two thousand and five name buckle. Liberty bulletin board material. Win this game for us. All right. And if they do, if listen, if they win, I will eat crow. I'll eat all my words, and I will. You know what? Even better, I'll say, "Hey, I motivated you guys." But let's just be real here. Everybody in the nation knows Oregon is going to wax you and they're going to make you suntan on the top of the state farm <laughs> when they're done with well, you. i think we've really? i think we've uh, made we, our point we have we have um for the cfp semifinals guys just give me your pick and your cold hard reason just just say it like that we we need this clipability for this uh for the tiktok okay number one michigan versus number four alabama who you got what do you think kyle I'm taking Michigan. The reason being, they've uh, they fought all season with the whole Harbaugh uh, situation going on. My gut goes towards them, and I I also just have a very very ideological opposition to uh, Nick Saban and his uh, his army of you know uh, elite super soldiers. This is what's gonna happen. You want to know what's gonna soldiers. happen? And you can put all the money in the world that you got on this game. Don't really do that. I picked a parlay a couple weeks ago, and every single leg missed. And I picked the favorite. So don't take my word for it. But I can tell you what's going to happen here. Number four, Alabama. We all saw the video of Michigan reacting in their little ballroom when they saw that Alabama got picked fourth. You know what that reaction was? They were like, ooh. There was no cheering. You want me to say that loud? Alabama's going to win. What? <laughs> what? Their whole reaction was, ooh, shit. There, that's what it was. That's what it was. I'm picking Alabama. I am not going to pick against Nick Saban. I'm not going to bet against that man. Jalen Milrow, not going to bet against him. That boy yeah. was benched in, what, week three or something? And we've seen a completely different quarterback out of him. Um, All right. I'm picking Alabama. Zeke, who you got? You know what? Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. <laughs> Listen, man. Give it to me. I love you with all my heart, bro. Give it to me. I'm going to have to just straight up just disagree. <laughs> I'm just going to have to go with Michigan. Uh, okay. Me, I like being the dog. Let me just give you. I'll be a dog. I'm going to just go. I'm going to give you my reasoning. Okay. JJ McCarthy is a great QB. Now, Cam Newton had a uh, controversial thing that happened, you know, in the NFL with the whole. Uh, who's a game manager versus a game changer. Now, let's mm -hmm. be real here. J.J. McCarthy is what I consider a game manager. But, damn it, he's an efficient QB. Mm -hmm. I mean, 74.2 completion percentage, completion percentage rating compared to Jalen Milrose, 65.5 completion rating. I mean, he doesn't have – his stats are nowhere near as glamorous as Jalen Milrow with Jalen Milrow throwing for 2,700 yards and having 468 rushing yards versus – J.J. McCarthy only had 146 rushing yards and 26 over a little bit over 2600, 2630. Um, so his, his stats are not as, as glamorous, you know, 19 touchdowns and four interceptions, but he's efficient. That's the only thing. Now, what people don't, I'm not sure if people are really watching or understanding about Michigan is that Michigan's defense is. The number one, oh no, I'm sorry, they're number two. Their number, number one is Penn State. They have the number two defense in the nation. Alabama's defense is number 18 in the nation. Now, I get it. 
if this was an American conference team being number being number two defense in the nation versus the SEC's number, what, 18? But we're talking about premier Big Ten school being the number two defense in the nation that beat Ohio State, that beat Penn State, that beat Iowa. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a team that doesn't that is so good on defense they don't now they can put points up on you don't get it twisted any college team can but you're talking about a team that doesn't have to lean on their offense they can lean on their defense i mean let's just be for real here 48 passes deflected this year 16 interceptions 33 sacks i mean don't get me wrong i mean these these aren't exactly eye popping but guess what the end of the day is and yeah alabama has 38 um, 38 sacks, whoop you do, but at the same time, too, they're efficient. They know what they need to do. They get the job done. Jalen Harrell on defense is a crazy madman on defensive end. I mean, six and a half sacks per year. He's no, he's stat wise, he's not Trey Moore. Let's just be real here. But I can guarantee if you put them, if you put them side by side against each other, and I'm surprised that Trey Moore isn't looking to try and go to Michigan of all places. Please don't go. Please stay at UTSA, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> But, um, I mean, that should be real here. Mm-hmm. Their, their defense is a stout defense. I mean, Michigan is just a better team. And do I expect this to be a killer game? Do I expect this to be a shootout? Do I expect this to be a game? Or do I expect this to be a shootout? No, not at all. Um, I expect it to be a, a bit of a slugfest, if I'm using that term correctly. This is going to be something that's just going to be straight up just – I think so, too. Defensive, <laughs> defensive haymakers left and right. Um, so I'm going to give it to Michigan – I'd say about like maybe a touchdown, you know, but it's going to be an amazing game at the Rose Bowl. Um, it's going to be a good game. You know, yeah. sold out crowd for sure. Probably standing, probably standing room only, if not shit, no room only. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'm giving it to Michigan. Michigan is going to take it over and, uh, you know, they're going to head to Houston to play the, I see your points. the national football championship. And you make awesome. a lot of great points, but you're also very wrong for betting against Nick Saban and he will make you eat your words. I think it's going to be a great showing out between Jim Harbaugh and uh, Nick Saban though, just from a coaching perspective, it's going to be awesome. I think the game's going to start out with a few punts at the beginning of the game, back and forth, back and forth. But eventually if we want to pick points, I think Alabama, Alabama takes this 23 to 21. Okay. Austin, who you got? I'm, I'm going to pick Michigan, and the reason why I picked them is because they've got an X factor, and his name is Connor Stallions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not anymore. Uh, no, no, uh, that's that's not my reason. My reasoning is, quite frankly, um, I think Michigan's got a chip on its shoulder after last year, how they lost uh, against TCU, and they feel like yeah. they belong, and they feel like. They're, 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 this is the revenge tour for them. Like, yeah, you could, you could use that rat poison thing that Nick Saban talks about all the time, but they actually have legit rat poison. They feel like it was right in front of them. They could have totally beaten Michigan or Georgia in, in, their, in their eyes. They think they could be in Georgia, but they blew it against TCU. And I'm pretty sure there was a, a come to Jesus moment in the locker room after that. And they said, we will not let this happen again. We are going all the way this time. And, yeah it's shown throughout the season that they're not dropping, you know, 
Oregon type scores like 80 or 50 points per game, but they're very efficient in how they win their games. They just, I mean, I'm looking at their, their uh, schedule right now and just, you got teams that are scoring only like 10 to 20 points. And then they're in Michigan scoring like 40 on them. They're yeah. taking care of business. You That's look at Alabama, Alabama, rough start at the beginning of the year. They're barely winning games. They finally kind of figure out what their identity is through uh, midway through the season. And they start putting it together. But even then they're still barely winning games. I mean, they almost lost to USF. Yeah. Like that's how bad it was for them at the beginning of the season. Um, I think, yeah, you can't count out Nick Saban. You can't discount the coaching legend he is, but I think this is Michigan's time. And I think they're, they're going to take care of business. All right, and then finally, well, also too, one, what, what's up? Well, also too, one, one more point, one more point. Uh, people are going to always talk about, you know, the QB battle and all that stuff, Milro versus McCarthy, but wide receivers versus DBs. Obviously, Alabama's main guy is Jermaine Burton. We all know that the Georgia transfer. Uh, he's been there for Alabama for about two years now, and Isaiah Bond is their second leading receiver. On the other side, Michigan has two, I would say, studs, at DB with Will Johnson and Mike, and I hope I say his last name right, Sane Rastil. I mean, you're talking about just legitimate studs. I mean, Sane Rastil, five picks on the year, six passes deflected, two pick sixes. I mean, this guy is, is legit. Will Johnson, uh, three picks, four passes deflected, thirty uh, and one pick six himself, his damn self. So, I mean, that wide receiver DB matchup, man, it's going to be legit. I'm telling you, keep your like eyes on that land. one. All right. For sure. Well, uh, the one we've all been waiting for, uh, and we could definitely obviously talk for hours about this one, but I'm going to give it to you all straight. Number two, Washington versus number three, Texas. I am taking number two, Washington. Uh, I I believe in Mr. Mr. Penis Jr. And uh, I think think he's going to take him all the way. Oh, that's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Me personally. Me personally, Mike P- Michael Penix. If you're listening, man, don't let don't let. <laughs> you, man, I, I just know. said I believe in him. Sue me, <laughs> Austin. What do you think? Um, man, I'm biased because I was actually because your name's picture. Austin. Well, yeah, both my parents went to UT and named me Austin. Go figure. <clears throat> um, no, I was actually at the Big 12 game, and I watched him just absolutely destroy Oklahoma State. And as impressive as that was, OSU should have not been in that game in the first place. They almost lost to BYU, but they pulled it off at the very end, and that's why they were in that game. Honestly, it should have been a rematch between Oklahoma and Texas. That would have been a much better game. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Texas. And the reason why I'll go with Texas is I think – Unlike the previous years, they've, um, you know, just, you know, just unlike the previous years, they have the depth at, at, at like levels that I've not seen in years um, mm-hmm. at the running back position, at the wide receiver position and the defense, the defense. Oh, my God, it's probably the best defense I've seen Texas field probably in like a decade since the uh, 2009 venture with uh well not even then because 2009 was all colt mccoy just straight up offense it's it's but it's one of the best defenses i've ever seen texas it's it truly is it feels like an sec they're gearing up for the sec it feels like an sec caliber defense um my only concern with texas is um their qb and it's not that Q, uh, quinn yours is a good quarterback 
he's actually having one of the better, like he's definitely grown and matured as a quarterback. And it's not just because he cut his hair off. He's actually showing growth compared to last year. He's making the passes he needs to make. He's minimized. He's, he's decreased the amount of turnovers, the amount of interception he's interceptions he's throwing. He's um, they're, they're drawing up quarterback designed runs where he's running straight through the gaps in the O-line and he's getting first downs and it looks fantastic. And for all the injuries they've had throughout the season, well, it's really the next man, uh, next man up to mentality. They lost their star running back, um, Jonathan Brooks, due to an ACL tear. And uh, they brought in uh, CJ Baxter and blue and they've just, they've done a fantastic job. They've just basically picked up where Baxter, uh, uh, where, um, where uh, Brooks left off and arguably Brooks would have been the best running back in the big 12, but he got injured. So that went to Ollie Gordon out of uh, OSU. Um, my only concern with Quinn Ewers is um, he's injury prone and he, he got injured last year. He got injured this year. And if they get injured, if he gets injured again, you don't have a Malik Murphy anymore to be the backup. Malik hit the portal. So who do you got? You got Arch Manning, who is a good quarterback, but you don't want him to be doing his like third or fourth game in the semifinals. Yeah. So that's my only concern. But I I I just think Texas is more well rounded than Washington. I think Washington has a fantastic I, I think Michael Phoenix Jr. is the better quarterback. I think that offense is amazing. But I think they their their run defense is lacking, and that's what uh, te- Texas is going to do. They're just going to run the ball down their throat. Zeke, what do you think? You know, man, um, Frankie hates me for this when I say this, uh, this terminology. I think he's probably going to beat the hell out of me if he sees me. What are you going to say? <laughs> I, don't even... I call I – a, I have a thing for calling, and people hate this, but it's just well-known facts. I call UT Big Bro because yes, with UTSA, we still have this yeah. image of this, uh, you know, commuter school cap cap program type school where everybody goes from UTSA to UT. I call them that. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're they are the flagship school in this state. Mm-hmm. I mean, A and M fans would kill me for saying such things, but they are that school. It's the University of Texas, not no Texas A and M. So I'm just before I go pretty much unload onto Texas. I'm going to just go ahead and give Washington their props. Hey, yo. Pause. Pause on that one. I didn't mean it like that. But (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and give Washington their props because Washington was a dream school for me to go to growing up. I mean, who didn't want to be in Seattle and, you know, at the beautiful scenic Pacific Northwest? I mean, who didn't want to go there? I mean, well, maybe y'all didn't, but I know for a fact I really did. I mean, but I'm going to give them their props. Michael Penix Jr., he's a great hell of a QB, gunslinger guy. I mean, he's precise too. Don't get it twisted, but he's a gunslinger. Let's just be real about it. Thirty-three touchdowns, nine interceptions on the year. If Jaden Daniels wouldn't have would have had a worse year at LSU, I think that Michael Penix would have probably would have got the uh, the Heisman Trophy. I mean, the guy's a stud. Yeah. I mean, his story is is amazing. The guy he's had ACL injuries, much like our beloved Frank Harris, and he came. But this guy came back and just put it on a whole other level over forty-two hundred yards. Um, on the, for the season. I mean, and then if you go down to the running game, because people tend to revel and love uh, uh, Washington's passing game, but their running game, I mean, Dylan Johnson, stud of a running back, over 1,100 yards. Uh, I mean, this guy is legit. Then you go down to receiving, Rome Adunze. I mean, I'm not sure if you heard this guy's story here. 
He broke his ribs, I believe it was against Arizona State, I believe they were playing against. Broke his ribs and had a punctured lung. Couldn't go back onto the team plane. So him, his mo- so him and his mother and two trainers had to drive from Tempe, Arizona to Seattle. Now that mm. that is a hell of that's that's at least two days for sure of driving. If you if you if you plan on taking breaks and you plan on eating and do have a punctured lung intel and what else happens with that. I mean, it, it's it's that's tragic. I mean, you can't go you can't go on a plane because oh, you know, ain't no telling what kind of pressure issues or anything like that. So I mean this kid, I mean, then you come back, you know, two weeks later, and you ball the hell out. I believe because this is, I think it was against Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, not Arizona, it was against Oregon. The conference championship, you come out a couple weeks later, and you ball out. Yeah, no, 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 take that back. I'm sorry, against USC. I'm sorry, comes out, come back against USC. You handle business. You, you only had 82 yards, but you came back and you came back and helped them out to win 52, 52 to 42. You know, and again, that was kind of just like punches being thrown between two great quarterbacks and Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. I mean, but let's just be real here. I mean, like that's they, and then you have another guy behind Odunze who is just also a stud as well. With um, sorry, with 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 Jalen with Jalen Polk. I mean, or Jay or Jalen Polk, Polk. I think it's just Jalen Polk. But anyways, I mean, they got a stud too. A thousand yards in the season, eight touchdowns. Odunze has thirteen. I mean, so you got some weapons out there in the wideouts, and you got Jalen McMillan, uh, tight end Jack Westover. I mean, these these. I got when Penix didn't get those forty and get those over forty two hundred yards just by no chance. He got some weapons out there. Yeah. I mean, and then their defense, I mean, they're not a horrible defensive team, but that's not where they lay they're not where they lay their head at. You know what I mean? They could be they're, they're sort of, that's not that's not like anything that's just out of outstanding. So So who's I mean, your pick, Zeke? And what's the score prediction? <laughs> My pick is UT, but let me go ahead and go. Let me give UT. Let me get to UT though. Let me get to UT. Austin brought up a bunch of great points with UT. I mean, Twin Ears having the best season of his career. Uh, I believe he's coming back next year as well, so he has a chance to elevate off of that. If I'm not, is he coming back next year? Austin? Yeah, he's coming back yeah. next year. Okay, so yeah, he's coming back next year. He has a chance to elevate off that. Uh, I'm not sure if, if Worthy's coming back, so that's going to be a little different. I know Whittington's done after this year. Um, I'm not sure if Adonai is coming back. So, um, but I mean, he's having a great season. But if you get hurt, like you said, no Malik Murphy. But how storybook would that be? However, how storybook and how written would it be? Arch Manning's first significant minutes of UT, UT football in college football is him playing in the semifinals and just taking it to Washington. Unlikely, yes. Storybook, also yes. Moving on to running backs, I mean, like we said before, like you mentioned before, Jonathan Brooks is gone, but you got three stud of a running backs with C.J. Baxter, Jadon Blue, and Kellyan Robinson. I mean, they're they're great running backs and they handle business. And like you said, with the with the quarterback runs, I mean, you you got help from um, <coughs> Quinnier to help you out with those things. You can do end around for Worthy. I mean, so you got some chances, like I mentioned before, receiving weapons: Xavier Worthy, Adonai Mitchell, Javion Sanders, Jordan Whittington. You can dump it off to the flash with uh, you can dump off to the flash with uh, C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue and Kellyan Robinson. You got Gunnar Helm as your tight end, dudes. I mean the beast. I mean then you got Jonte Cook, the freshman, <laughs> even put, even logging in a little bit of work. You know, you but know the main difference. Go ahead, Zeke. I'll let you finish. The main difference maker that's going to be in this game, and the reason why I'm picking UT is their defense. That is their calling card. Jalen Ford, linebacker, stud, beast. 
Anthony Hill, beast. Jade Barron, hell of a damn DB, beast. But let's get to the big fellas up front and give them some love too. Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, and Alfred Collins, straight up big dogs. I'm talking about big old 6'3", 6'4", 320, 330. They will, um, you know, maybe I think I think Byron Murphy's probably the smallest out of all of them. I think he's like six one, three ten, give or take. Hmm. Dog, I'm talking about they're plugging up the run hole easy. I think they run. If I'm not mistaken, I think they still run that four two four three type of deal kind of thing on defense. They're plugging it up, man. Hmm. I mean, you got defensive ends with Baron Baron Sorrell and Ethan Burke. I mean, these guys are out here. They're, they're, this defense is awesome. Mention this SEC caliber. They're dogs. They're straight go-getters. They're not so – don't think that Washington is going to run this ball like they've been doing against other Pac-12 teams. It's just it's not going to happen. Their O-line is just not beefy enough to handle what – and most most Pac-12 teams don't have that beefy enough of an O-line like that. But Washington's O-line, I've watched them against when they played against Oregon. Their O-line is not beefy. They got some guys on that O-line, that offensive tackle that's 275, about 270, you know what I'm saying? So – they're not beefy enough to handle these guys. And who's to say that they're quick enough to handle Burke and uh, Sorrell? So, I mean, defensively, they're going to be having – Washington's going to have fit. So, if I'm going to give a final score, man, Texas, I'll give him Texas 30 – Texas will be 30 mm, – Texas 31, Washington's going to get going to get a couple scores on them without a doubt. Washington's going to probably be like 14, maybe 17. All right. But I got Texas, and mind you, next game is the next game after this is in Houston for championship. You can't be stupid and think that they're not. They're eyeing that game. They want to come back home to the great state of Texas to whip some Michigan Yankee ass. <laughs> Let's just be real. They're looking forward to it. Okay. So, well, you guys, I got Texas on this. One. You got some Frankie. Points. Take us home. You got some good points. And before you said I was going to jump down your throat and whatnot for saying big bro or whatever, I was going to pick UT. But then I had to change your heart after you said that. Oh, Jesus. Changed my mind, Zeke. Changed my <laughs> mind. And I started thinking, why could UT lose this game? And before this, I didn't think there were many too, like, too many <clears throat> ways they could lose this game. I thought they were going to – I thought they were going to win. I thought it was going to be close. But – Malik Murphy enters the transfer portal, and I think that's a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. Because you're right that Quinn, Quinn Ewers gets hurt. He's he's pretty injury-prone. Um, if Arch Manning has to go in, I don't – I don't. it's very unlikely, I'll say, that he pulls out a win against Washington's defense. Um, with that being said, they got some big dogs up front that – Huge, huge guy. He was like 360 pounds. Um, who, what's his name? Javante Sweat or whatever. Javante Sweat. Yeah, Tavondre, Texas. Tavondre huge, Sweat. huge, huge guy. He's going to blast through Washington's offensive line. Um, with that being said, let's not forget that these two teams met last year at the Alamo Bowl and Washington won 27 to 20. And Michael Penix, Michael Penix Jr., as Kyle calls him, uh, won the MVP of that bowl. I think, especially after Zeke was gaslighting me a little bit earlier, I'm gonna take Washington and I'm gonna take I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 31 to 28. 
Washington wins this game. Screamer. Yeah. Now, so uh, let's not forget that I was initially going to pick UT and then Z changed my mind. So I want to, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Washington in this one. It's going to be Washington, Bama. Bama wins it all. You heard it here first. It's a lock. Go ahead and put the house mortgage on it. Okay. I'm just going to say. If Bama uh, wins it all, I swear, Saban needs to just retire on top. I'm hey, man, we said it on this on this show like three weeks ago that Alabama was going to find their way uh, into the playoffs somehow. I think they were ranked like seven or eight at the time, and we were right about that. That was the one one of the few times the water boys have been actually right so far. <laughs> um, after picking uh, a three-legged parlay that literally lost every leg, I am still not over that. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Washington. Um, I also want it to be known what happened. Do you all remember what happened the last time Quinn Ewers said Texas is back? I think it was last year. Austin, do you remember what happened? I don't think he said that. He said it. He, he definitely said it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, are you confusing him for uh, Sam Ellinger when they beat Georgia? And he was like, we're back. That Maybe. Deal. Whoever it was. They went on like a seven and five season or something after that. I could be making that up. I don't remember the numbers, but that was, yeah, that, that would then that was Sam Ellinger. And what I was going to say was that Washington game last year. I was there last year and I watched it happen. Um, arguably, what was it? Um, Ewers had a good game that game that day, mm-hmm. but the wide receivers just could, I mean, couldn't catch anything. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Worthy had two drops that were god awful, but the main thing that killed them was, um, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, uh, uh, uh Bijan Robinson opted not to play in that game mm, and went straight to the NFL. Be... And that was one of my, yeah, that was one of my big questions was, well, okay, who's the next guy up for Texas? It's Ben Bijan and then Roshan. Well, I think both of them went to the NFL draft. They did, so it was yeah. like, it was like, okay, well, who's next? They didn't have anyone. Well, they have depth now. That's the main thing. They, they don't have Jonathan them. Brooks. Jonathan Brooks was that guy. I mean, you can't. Re- I mean, they have not replaced that guy. Yeah, their running backs are. The room is still strong, but they have not replaced Jonathan Brooks by any. No, means. like so, they 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 don't have a guy that can do that kind of production. But I mean, kind of moneyball here. They have a group of running backs that can do it in the aggregate. They don't need one guy. They have three. Fair and enough. That's a good that, point. That's the thing. But it, yes, I. Yeah, I mean. I get it. They still have a good running back room. But like I said, they still don't have Jonathan Brooks. Um, Washington is going to come out. I think they're going to come out swinging. They want to make it all the way. We'll just also, see how it shakes out January 1st on ESPN. The day was gaslighting me, so I had to pick Washington. I'm sorry, folks, but I had to, had to do it, man. I had to do it. That, that, that just was... <laughs> it's fast, I wanted man. UT it's to win. Too. I want UT to win. And I'm not, I won't be surprised if they do. But I got to go was, with uh... water boy here. That's our that's our bull mania, uh, takes everybody. Uh, Either way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Florida State fans. Either way, this is going to be a great playoff series, and I think the committee got it right. Um, this is going to be some great games. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be actually amazing. So, one probably one of the best playoffs we've seen in a while. I'm looking forward to it. Zeke and Austin, thank you for coming on the show. Great, great uh, analysis, and we have smashed our longest uh, episode record thus far. So, Woo-hoo! thank you for that. Um, and so, yeah, any any final thoughts for everybody? Uh, you know, football wise or not? I think um, I think that's it. I'm more impressed with uh, Zeke's 
knowledge of geography. I didn't know that. And my apologies. We might have to do a full geography B episode. We might have to. (laughs) And if Uh, Quinevere's ever watches this episode, my apologies for mixing him up. It was Sam Ellinger. Um, Regardless, I was initially going to pick UT to win. So nobody flame me in the comments. Uh, but Zeke if, uh, forced me if to do otherwise. Mr. Penis Jr. is ever watching this, just uh, just know I, I love can't you. wait for him to beat your ass, man. One day he's gonna see you in the airport and just whoop your ass. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I believe in you, buddy. I, believe in you. I mean, yeah, you did pick him, so I think he's um, gonna. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome either way. I'm looking forward to it. Shout out to everyone watching. Um, all the longtime supporters um, were super excited to keep this going and to bring on more guests and i think zeke and austin y'all were great first guests i want to give you all a round of applause um, yep thanks for being the first guest on the show yeah and officially you are water boys and Woo! uh for for me and frankie you know maybe i would depend on how we're feeling maybe we'll be back tomorrow for a little duble who knows we'll a little back-to-back doubleheader nfl like going to on it. tomorrow a lot in the nba to talk about so you never know but stay tuned we'll be back in the next couple days uh zeke yep. and austin thank you thank you and shout out to mia one of our friends watching who wanted a shout out a longtime supporter of the channel thank you again for supporting us with that being said we are out see it w riz signing off